The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Hello, everybody! Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life. Oh, by the way, I'm live in the studio. Don't ask, and I won't tell. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Hopefully before this show is over, life lessons for our faith that we can actually use probably won't, but we could if we decide to be doers and not just hearers of the world, of the word, of the world. <laughs> I've been gone for a week, haven't I? Wow. Uh, humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Good question. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. First, here's the key to the show. I can't believe we're live. (laughs) That's the first thing. That's right. I took my leg in the brace, and I drove down, and the driving wasn't bad, but it's any moving beyond that that uh, doesn't feel great. Anyway, here's the key. We don't know what we're doing, and we've proven that time and time again. We have no idea what's going to happen. Man, that's true, too. And we just we just don't care. We just That's fine. It's good. All good. The next few minutes, though, I want to talk faith with you. So we're asking questions about life, about living life as a Christian. Like, have you ever had anything that brought you down where you weren't able to do your normal routine, and then that put you in a position where you needed to spend more time with God? Yeah. I know, it all seems like accidents and coincidences, except when there's more of God. And then maybe not so much, right? Here is the element of our show. You might have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. We don't want it to die of loneliness. You want to reach out to us. Call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. And when you do that, you'll talk to Captain Chris. And if you talk to Captain Chris... You are sailing in the right direction. That's good. You can also text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. And you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org, which leads us to our website. It was only gone for about a week, right? But I'm not, and I'm not going to say this to make anybody feel bad, but the giving went a little lower. <laughs> you know, that's that thing, how low can you go? What is that, that little bar thing that people try to go under? That, whatever that is, what is the that called? Limbo? Limbo, yeah. We're doing the limbo. <laughs> how low can you go? I don't know. I guess we can go pretty low. Here's the bottom line. Check out hemustincrease.org. Has some wrong information on there about today's show. It said it was going to do it live from uh, the phone. 
I'm doing it live from the studio. So, ha. Ah, anyway, check out hemustincrease.org. Website, hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email david at hemustincrease.org. Facebook, he must increase ministry. YouTube, he must increase ministry. All right, now if you have a praise report or a prayer request, we want you to be able to, to reach out to us and have an opportunity to talk to us. Again, Captain Chris will man the phones. Uh, if you want to send it through the text, you are more than welcome to do that. A couple of people I want to acknowledge off the bat. We actually had people praying for us throughout the process. So I will say that was fantastic. A big, big, big shout out to, to Joy Ann and Cordelia for they, they sent us a package. And I will tell you what Noelle said as we were opening the package the other day. She goes, it's like Christmas. <laughs> That's what she said. It's like we got a package. It's like Christmas. I'm like, okay, honey, calm down. Anyway, so they were uh, working on some things with me and did a great job. I already took care of all of those, and they sent all along a few gifts, and that was very, very nice. I want to thank everybody. Mimi was checking in on me every day. How you feeling today? How you feeling today? How you feeling today? <laughs> you get the sense that people love love you when they're checking up on you every day. Uh, I could use some family members that would do a better job of that, but we'll discuss that. Oh, I don't know, right about Christmas when I decide whether they're getting coal or candy. We haven't figured that out yet. Uh, but I do want to thank everybody who was praying. It was a very, very big help. Uh, I will say the only thing I do want to point out to everybody is if you hear a strange noise throughout the show, that's either me falling over and hitting my head on the desk or I made some kind of third-tongue comment about my knee hurting or something along those lines, we're just going to tell everybody we're going to chalk it up to pain pill pontification. And uh, that's the kind of thing that happens. <laughs> that's how we handle stuff like that. We are so professional. In the meantime, it is read and ramble. It's Thursday. We're not forgetting where we're at. We're not forgetting where we come from. We know whose we are, and that's the big key to the show. And so we'll play our read and ramble, and then we'll get into a little bit on Thessalonians. Well, I'm ramming, 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 ramming. I haven't heard that for a while. I love that. It's one of my favorite plays. All right, here we go. About brotherly love, you do not need for me to write you because you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. In fact, you are doing this toward all the believers and sisters in the entire region of Macedonia. But we encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this even more. What? To do this even more. So you might seek to lead a quiet life and mind your own business. So... As much as we have done, and I think in many people's lives they're praying pretty diligently and they're definitely trying to be good stewards of what the Lord has given them and they're definitely trying to be faithful people and walk in that process, I think you'll never hear God say to you, Nah, you don't have to reflect Jesus anymore. Don't worry about it. Now, you'll hear Satan say that all day long. But you know what? Until you are exactly like Jesus Christ, you're just going to keep growing. Okay. So how long will that be? Uh, I would imagine you will hear the trumpet sound, <laughs> either personally or collectively, before you reach that point. Here's the key in that. You never step, you never, oh, I've, I've attained it. Well, if the Apostle Paul said he had not attained it, 
in Philippians chapter 3, I'm finding it hard to believe that we think we've attained it or we've arrived or we've gotten there. Now, it is true that some Christians have more maturity than others. I'm not trying to diss that. I'm not trying to ignore that. And that's a good thing, that that there's maturity in Christians, there's uh, youthfulness, there's strength, there's zeal. That's actually what John talks about in the epistle in 1 John when he talks about fathers, young children, and young men. But the idea that we have reached a plateau of spiritual growth is a—it's just a non-starting exchange. It's a non-starting conversation with God because it doesn't exist. Because there are always places for you and I to pick up and do better. And so, I, and I'm not saying this to make anybody feel negative. Just be aware it's a continual process and we're going to continually grow. See, justification means you are positionally right. Sanctification means you're being made practically right. And glorification means that you will be removed from all the presence of evil and there'll be nothing to deal with. Well, you're in the sanctification process, what we would often call the ouch process. Well, why is it an ouch process? Because usually God takes his holy two-by-four piece of wood and smacks you on the head and goes, try this, try this, do it this way, do it this way. And it's a part of learning. That's why we call it growing pains. See, there's pains in that. So what I want people to catch is it's okay. It's okay to be in the process. It's okay not to be – it's not that you shouldn't be mature, but you're going to have a long way to go before each and every area is under the lordship of Christ. But they all can be. My, not my argument, but my persuasion would be the area that you struggle the most in, whether it's finances or lust or some kind of medication or anything, whatever that area is, maybe it's a a need to always be right in the conversation. Maybe it's a need to always win the argument. Maybe it's you got to be better than your brother and your sister because it's a, you know, a competitive edge that you've always had in the family. I got it. I get it. That's fine. But to be like Jesus means you got to grow up a little bit. And there has to be a willingness to come before the Lord and say, hey, I really need some help in this one area. So when I'm struggling with an area, and I struggle with five, 6,000 areas <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head, maybe 7,000. You know, I come before the Lord, and when I'm, I, I tell him, I just don't, I'm not getting the oomph, I'm not getting the strength. I really need you to partner with me. And that, again, is everything that God does. God does everything he does in a partnership with man. He partnered with man in writing the Bible. He's partnering with man in establishing the church. He's partnering with man in establishing the kingdom of God over the planet. He's partnering in all that. And so sometimes when you're having a hard time and you're struggling or coming on the downside, you got to partner with God. Say, I need your partnership. Uh, it's rarely silent. <laughs> I just want to say people are like, God's a silent partner. Not so much. The Lord speaks plenty if you want to hear it. But the idea is even more, Lord, I need to be even more like you, even more like Jesus, to reflect Jesus even more, to glorify your name, and to be a witness to other people. And that's what I need. And I don't believe, by the way, that it's, there should be a legalism attached to it. This is something that my brother and I have talked about a few times. I'm a brother. I love my brother. He's my, he's my buddy. He's my Christian buddy. Uh, he led me to the Lord 43 years ago. I mean, we love each other. But sometimes he reads the Bible and he goes, I'm just, I'm, I read it and I get so convicted. And I just tell him, the devil's making you take it to such a level of conviction that you don't want to do anything. Stop that. Take in what the Lord's teaching you. Acknowledge that you're not there. Ask him to help you and to grow in it. And you will find out that your character and your ministry grow in concert with your partnership with the Lord. And that's what you do. 
because you're not good enough and you'll never do it enough. But deep in your heart, you want to be more like Jesus, and those are the things that we should be telling the Lord. After all, he knows it anyway. Might as well just say it, right? All right. Take our break and come back and we'll have Bible trivia. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Most of my life it feels like I've been running. What is the David Spoon Experience? Ladies and gentlemen, it's been my privilege in my past. I've been a Christian for a short time, only about 40 years. But when I was in my first year, I had a chance to meet James Robeson, who had a chance to pray for my brother and myself. Uh, Very helpful at a very needful time as we were fighting our way out of a Christian cult. And uh, he prayed for clarity. And uh, it was just a pastor's gathering in Phoenix, Arizona. And uh, I have the privilege again of interviewing one of what what I consider to be one of the great men of God who are still with us on this planet. And I just want to give a wholehearted welcome and open door and open heart to James Robinson. Uh, thank you, sir, for being a part of our show and a part of our audience. Well, David, it's a pleasure to join with you, and I'm grateful that praying together was uh, meaningful to you and a, a very important part and point in your life. So just joy to be with you and your listeners. Now, David, can I just download what I believe is the heart of our Heavenly Father to your listeners for a few minutes? Yes, please, by all means. When I spoke to the leaders before the election, and I talked about the need, this is in Washington, there were nearly 2,000 pastors and church leaders there. And I said, I'm telling you, there are people right now who are being captivated by the Jesus they see in some of our lives. And I said, listen to me. We have a fatherless nation, desperately in need of a father. If we, as believers, as Christians, who have the perfect father, if we would show people clearly what the family of the perfect father looks like, I believe the fatherless would run to the father and the father's house. And I believe that. I said that to the President of the United States. I said, sir, your children say you're a good father. Eric Trump happened to be sitting by me when I first said that. Eric said, he's a great father. I said, well, he may be, but that doesn't mean he's flawless. I do believe that we need a father, and I believe we can pray and God can raise up people that have a father's heart. And so I began to emphasize the church revealing what the father's like. Now listen to me. We as believers comprise the body of Christ, the body of born-again, baptized into Christ believers who are born from above. We have a perfect Heavenly Father who reveals His will. He's not willing that any should perish. He said, you call on me and I'll heal your land. Now listen to me. Christian believers, we're not looking for a champion. We've got one. He's the only one that rides the white horse. We're not looking for a king. We have a king. The king of kings, the Lord of lords, that's Jesus. He holds kings in his hand. Our king, our shepherd, our father said, come to me as my family, and you ask me to heal your land in desperate need of healing. You come in humility. You come knowing I'm the only one that can heal, and I can use imperfect vessels to accomplish my perfect will. I always have. I always will. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our first trivia question. A rather difficult one coming back. I know many of you are thinking, well, he'll make these easy. No. 
Here's the question. What miracle had Jesus performed when he had to say to the disciples, it is I, be not afraid. So Jesus does a miracle, right? And the Lord has to go, it's me. <laughs> that, that, that's how I envision that. I, I see, you know. I like the it is I because that's how they'd say it in the King James. But I think that the Jewish part of me thinks he's like going, it's me. Hello. Over here. You know. Anyway. Uh, so you got to tell me which miracle that was. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. Or you can text in 214-210-8483. Or you can send an email, David, at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody that's calling in. So we will give them that opportunity. Yikes, yikes. Uh, every once in a while, my knee does this little thing where it's of a really sharp pain. Really feels cool. Anyhow, <laughs> we, we, yeah, so if you hear me say, ow, that's what it's in reference to. Do we have somebody ready to answer trivia? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, David, this is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm okay. Um doing not quite as well as Peter was when he duplicated the miracle. Correct. For a moment. Correct. That is correct, Amundo. So to give everybody the full answer, because I am, I don't know if everybody get it the same way or not. Let's let's go ahead and answer. Uh, he walked on water. That is right. He walked on water, which which of course is a you know super certainly supernatural, but it's amazing that the Lord does work in our lives and then he has to tell us, Hey, hey don't be afraid. I, I'm doing this. <laughs> Right? It's like, wow, that's a good point, right? Because God will do something. People are like, oh, no. It's like, oh, no, oh yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's a good example of, of the when we think we want to do something for God. No. We have to let him do something for himself through us. Yeah. He's got he's to operate. We get to be a vessel. We're not in charge of it. That's it. That's it. Good job, brother. Thank you for calling in. That was good work. Bless you, brother. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Good work there. Good work there. There was something else I was going to tell you guys. Was it that? No. I mean, tomorrow we should be back in the studio. Unless I'm in a lot of pain, then I'll do it from the phone. But I, I'm, I'm anticipating that'll go good. But there was something else I was going to tell you. Uh, well, let's do DNA because I just can't remember. And when I don't know what else to do, I do DNA. It's a good fallback. Uh, D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. 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 I just read today as I was going through Ezekiel, and I think it's 47 or 46. A part of me is leaning towards 47, where it talks about the daily sacrifices that need to be made at the temple. It was like daily. It's like right there. You can't miss that. So draw closer to the Lord daily, every day, and never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means that it's not just your universe. You think, well, I know, but what if you hurt your leg? Or what if you have a surgery on your leg? It's not just your universe. It's other people's universes, too. You got to be a part of that. You think, That's very martyrish. No, I think Noel was just ready for me to get out of the house. <laughs> well, I'm being honest. She's the best nurse, but I am a terrible patient. Can you imagine me as a patient? I'm terrible, right? When I first saw those nurses were going to the surgery. I'm cracking jokes. They're like, okay, <laughs> okay. How long was the surgery? <laughs> 
That's what I think they wanted to know. All right, great job. I see you on that uh, question. Let's go into this next part. And I want to make sure you don't misunderstand it. So I'm going to kind of read it and make sure that we're kind of you know in sync on this because there's a lot of false teaching that's come out of this passage, and you've got to watch those false teaching moments. It says this, We encourage you, brothers and sisters, to do this even more. We just talked about even more last segment. To seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. From that instruction came people saying Christians should be seen and not heard. And that is not what it says. Okay, I'm just this is what people take one portion, one verse, and they just go to Yaya land, wherever Yaya land is, and they just they, first of all, the whole premise is about you and I telling others what to do and how to do it. In other words, mind your own business, work with your own hands, don't get into other people's businesses, don't tell them how to do their job. Uh oh. Now that application has a whole new stretch on it. Well, that's correct. It does have a whole new stretch because the idea behind this is people that are busybodies, watch this, tell me if this applies to you, always need to hear the latest news. What's the latest? What's happening? What them latest headlines are? What's the latest happening in this person's life? Oh, this disaster was happening between these two people. What's the latest? I know. It sounds so innocent. Well, I just want to pray for them. <laughs> That's how you spiritualize everything. That's how everybody spiritualizes everything, by the way. We sanctify it by the word of prayer, even though we're not really interested in that. We will pray, but it's more like we want to know the juice. What's going on? What's happening? And the idea behind this passage is for you and I not to be busybodies, busy in other people's works and in other people's lives to the degree that we relish new information specifically when it's not good news. <gasps> did you hear about so-and-so? He did this. <gasps> he did? I can't believe it. And then these two said this. They did? Oh, yes. And then this happened. <gasps> oh, my. Does that sound familiar? Because if it does, that's what he's talking about. He's talking about, yeah, yeah, stop that. Stop that. You need to lead a quiet life. Mind your business. Do your work, because that's what we've asked you to do. And then he says this caveat, which nobody likes, but I love it, uh, so that you may be, behave properly in the presence of outsiders and not be dependent on anyone. Again, a lot of misinterpretation on that. Not dependent on anyone has to do with being dependent on outsiders that's the whole premise that's the context and when you and i are dependent on the world or on the worldly it puts us in bondage to the world and to the worldly it's okay to be dependent on one another as we bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ it's okay to do the things that the lord has set before us in concert and partnership with brothers and sisters who are actually in the kingdom but fully leaning on a small G is a dumb idea. And you want to know why it's a dumb idea? I'm going to make it super easy. Because whether it's a corporation or a government or any, any human entity, it's still rife with sin. And you will be a reaper of that sin one way or another. 
You're just, you're just going to affect you. So it's one thing for you and I to say, you know, hey, we've got these systems in our country. We work them and we work them pretty good. It's another thing to say, I must completely depend on the government for this or this for this or this for this and not having any understanding that every breath comes from God. Therefore, every resource beyond breath comes from God and God is not slack concerning his promises and he knows how to take care of his kids and oh by the way he knows how many hairs you have on the top of your head and you don't even know that and not to be mean about it but neither does anybody else (laughs) nobody else knows how many hairs you have on your God does he cares that intimately and it's that important so not only should you not dive into other people's lives kind of like in that juicy gossipy kind of concept not only should you not tell other people how to do it i do it this way you should do it this way okay it's a good thing that god made you in charge of telling people how to do things my wife uses that on me (laughs) guilty sorry i'm guilty and then it also is saying, hey, don't be so dependent on the outsiders in that capacity. Don't be dependent on outsiders that, that they can ultimately put you in a bondage and say, well, didn't I help you when this happened? Or didn't we do this for you? It, it kind of reminds me of the God movie, The Godfather. Someday I might ask for a favor. It's not today. It's not tomorrow. But it could be sometime. And when I do, you need to do the favor. See that? That's not a good thing, folks. That's a bad thing. So I encourage you to make sure that your dependence is on the kingdom of God and with the people of God. Because as soon as you put that dependence on somebody that doesn't have God at the center, you are setting yourself up for failure. Or you are setting yourself up at least for disappointment. So when Paul gives these texts and he's telling people how to act, he's not trying to be a jerk. I mean, it's, you know... He's like, look, stop, you know, you need to pursue and have your life reflect Jesus more and more. That's number one. Number two, stop telling people how to do everything they're supposed to do. That's not your job. And oh, by the way, stop gossiping and talking and getting into everybody's business. You don't need to do that. Take care of your business. Take care of what's in your life. And don't be so dependent on the worldly that you're in debt to the worldly because that will create big problems for you. Why didn't he write it this way? He did. We just don't read it that way. See, that's that's the the bigger problem behind that. And the fullest understanding of this is to, is to recognize that God knows each person's life, everything that's going on, what they need, what they don't need. And I can tell you right now, I'm here to encourage you, but what you don't need from me is to tell you how to be a Christian. My job is not to be the Holy Spirit. That's God's job. That's the Holy Spirit's job. My job is to offer up whatever food is there, and may it bless you and encourage you and strengthen you. And then between you and God, you have to figure out how to process it. Tip. And that's how it should be all the way across the board. Follow me as I follow Christ would be a big key there. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Smoot Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Going to take a short break, top of the hour. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything we find. He's the This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. 
Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at year-end indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can, right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry, okay, just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM.